Coming up on the show, I talk with ASD life coach, Akila Penado. As we talk about how she got into becoming an ASD life coach, and we learn a little bit more about her, stay tuned for a fascinating show. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Asperger Studios Presents Stories. Today, I'm joined with Akila. Welcome to the show, Akila. Hello. How are you? Hello out there, everyone. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into becoming an ASD life coach? Okay, so my name is Akila Peinado, and I have been in coaching... I want to say officially since 2016. So I started a company named Slate of Clutter in 2016. Here it is. It was supposed to be a professional organizing company, but I was led into a different, a different direction. And it was like, it's not professional organizing. It's more emotional organizing. So as, as much as I am still a neat freak and I am still a living minimalist, I do not believe in keeping a lot of things around me. And that was kind of the spiel of my business. Allow me to help you declutter and, you know, show you how you don't have to live with 50 shoes or a hundred shirts or what happened, right? But then I noticed that when I was helping people to declutter, the process was more emotional than anything. I'm talking about, I came across pictures of people who hadn't been in relationships with the people in the pictures, like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend for years, eight, 10, 12 years. I'm liking, you can't get rid of this. And then the story, yeah. And then so the story is attached to it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So like emotional hoarders. Yes. And then the stories attached to it. I said, hold up. We need to, you know, we need to kind of work on that first before we can even let go of the physical things. And that's how my business kind of pivoted to helping, you know, daily motivating people and encouraging people to live out their truth, to, co- to communicate effectively, to communicate honestly, to love themselves fully and truthfully. So I did that hmm, for about two years before I started doing speaking engagements in 2019. And I believe that's how Fran found out about me because um, I've been doing speaking engagements. So every month in 2019, I had a speaking engagement. It was a wild year, very, very wild year. And um, of course, my name starts to get out there and everything like that. People are connecting me to people X, Y, and Z. Eventually, I met Francisco, holla, holla. And I eventually met Jacqueline. <laughs> and I was introduced to this whole new world of um dealing with people, adults particularly, who are on the spectrum. Now, being honest, I had really never heard of that demographic. When you think about autism, Asperger's, things of that nature, it's always kids. Mm-hmm. But when I was peaked and, and, and pinched about helping adults with it, oh, my, my ears automatically went up. I was off of that. So after linking with Jacqueline, after a few months, it did not happen right away. I was able to go for my certification. And um, here I am helping you wonderful people. And (laughs) I love it. I love, love, love it. I love all of my clients past and present. And I'm grateful 
that, that's how I got here. All right. So let's start off with where did you grow up? I grew up in the northern New Jersey area. So it isn't the bulk of my adolescence was spent in Patterson, New Jersey, but I've lived in Palisades Park. I've lived in Prospect Park. I've like I've lived in many different places, but I graduated from grammar school in Patterson and I graduated from high school in Patterson. All right. What motivates you, inspires you and drives you? Honestly, wanting people to live authentically, especially in the work that we do. Even before I was working with ASD Life Coaching, I come across so many people who are so afraid to be themselves. And it's heartbreaking. They go years upon years upon years living out someone else's dreams, living out someone else's truths, and never fully recognizing their own voice. And that's just unacceptable to me. So it's almost like a life mission or crusade to change that in people. <laughs> For that's almost like me because I am so against the whole masking idea because why should you go through life pretending you're somebody else? Yeah, I hate it. I know society doesn't look yeah. looks differently on us because we're different. We act different. We talk mm -hmm. differently. We think differently. But why mm -hmm. should we hide who we are in front of everyone else? I agree. 100 percent. I mean, it should be the other way around. They should treat us differently and we shouldn't hide who we are. They should accept us for who we are. End of story. I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Oh, gosh, Reed. Jeez. Uh, I feel safe with you. Yes. That's, that's the compliment. Oh, Akilah, okay. I, feel, <laughs> Akilah, I feel safe with you. That is a good compliment, actually. I mean, it, it means a lot. It does. It does. Yeah, that one sure. for sure. All right. What is the biggest fail? What is your biggest failure? And what did you learn from that experience? I want to say not believing in myself. When I was growing up, I had this idea that I was the fattest person in the world. And when I look back at pictures of myself, I was probably the skinniest I ever was. And I hated myself for all of these superficial things. And I'm, and it really makes me, I mean, looking back, I've grown so much from being that person. But when I look back and think about how those erroneous beliefs stole time from me, it does break my heart. And I wish I didn't believe those, those lies about myself. So that could have, that's possibly my biggest regret. All right. Tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Okay, my mother. That's number one. My mother had me at the age of 17 and pulled up herself by the bootstraps. I mean, literally. And created a life that most wouldn't have been able to do with the card she was dealt. So when I think about how she persevered with her struggles. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've had to deal with comparing myself to her because I've, I value her so much. But when I think about, excuse me, how she's persevered so much in life, she inspires me. Another person is my grandmother who's 86 years old. Wow. She, still, she still travels on her own. She still lives on her own, okay? And is just, and I mean, how do you make it to 86 years old, right? Like, how do you make mm -hmm. it there? And when I think about what she had to overcome, she's lived in multiple countries. 
and eventually came to this country so her family could have a better life. And she almost did that single-handedly. And how do you do that in those days? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to think about a third person because I want to say it's the collective of people that have inspired me. It was like, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Like, it's a collective. I grab and take from people what builds me. You know what I mean? So I can't really necessarily give you a third person off the top of my head, but I look for qualities such as, because I think strength is such an arbitrary word, but I look for more perseverance, honesty, like the, the tenets of what I, who I am, honesty, truth, good communication. Those are the things that I look for in people who are able to build themselves from the ashes because it's not always easy to do. So true. Mm-hmm. All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? When I'm taking care of myself, believe it or not. There was a period in my life when I did not take care of myself. And I must say that was probably the lowest, one of the lowest periods of my life. And I am all for being there for other people. I'm a coach and I'm in school prior to 2020. No, in 2020, but prior to like the bulk of COVID, I was in school to get my master's in counseling. So my life is dedicated to helping people. But I had to learn the hard way that if you do not take care of yourself, it don't make no sense you try and help nobody else. And I got so caught up in being everything to everyone else and being nothing to myself that I weep myself into the ground. So when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm walking and drinking my water mm-hmm. and getting my eight hours of sleep and, you know, de-stressing and decompressing, I feel amazing and inspired. I do. All right. All right finish this sentence. I'm at my best when. Hmm. When I'm being compassionate. And I feel that from you. When I'm being, sorry about that. A call no came through. When I'm being compassionate, I'm at my best. All right. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her about where you are now in life? <laughs> Sis, you are going to do better than you ever thought. And this weight you think you have on your body, it's all in your head. And that boy you think you're in love with, you are not going to marry him. And trust me, thank God, okay? <laughs> thank God that you didn't marry him, okay? Because you met someone a million times better than that. All right. If you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Hearts. I'm obsessed with hearts. And something like my first tattoo says love is, and it's a heart. I have a big collage on my back of hearts and roses. I am obsessed with them. So it would have to be something with either a red heart and something in black and white. Cause I'm obsessed with that palette, you know? Mm-hmm. So it would be that that represents me. Minimalist love, happiness, that simplicity. That's me. All right. What do you think the world would look like in five years from now? That's a good question. Hopefully mask free. Good God, help us. I hope I don't have to be walking around in a mask every day. Hopefully a woman will be president, not vice president, but a woman will actually be president in the next five years. And... Hopefully we'll have more understanding of what happened now. 
<laughs> because we're in COVID right now. So we really don't know what the hell is going on. Right. But hopefully in five years, we'll know what all of this meant. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. All right. What was your favorite subject in school? Reading English, anything with literature. My first degree is in English. All right. Would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Both. Both. All right. I've come across a lot of people that say they are both. Yeah. I think you need both. All right. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? Being that safe space. I want people when I want when people think about me, whether I'm gone from this world or just out of their life, they could be like, you know what? One thing I always had a good conversation with her and she never made me feel judged. Never. Uh, that would that would really make me happy. All right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are now in life? Hmm. Well, right now I am a mother of two beautiful children. I'm a wife and I'm working and I'm doing the coaching at the same time, which I, let me tell you something. I count this a tremendous opportunity. I think what Jacqueline is doing with her company is groundbreaking. And I'm really, really, truly grateful to be a part of it. Prior to this, I was kind of in a place of, I don't know what to do next in my career. And this really helped catapult me into knowing okay it's not over for you at Akila you know like you still got a little bit left in the um because you know COVID came and all my speaking engagement stopped and I kind of had to pivot in my business you know and it's been hard I'm not gonna lie it's been hard trying to find my footing again so ASD life coaching came at the right time so that is where I am now I'm just in a place of I'm not sure of what's next I know I know things will never go back to being what they are but I'm learning to be content with what I have all right now we get to the part of the show everyone wants to hear most likely the questions what is your favorite word <laughs> is this PG rated I don't know what this um my favorite word is love let's just go with generic love i have it on my body so love all right what is your least favorite word hate all right what turns you on creatively spiritually and emotionally well i am religious and i'm spiritual so i grew up extremely traditional religious um fundamental christian like really deep but as i've grown into my adulthood i've realized how important relationships are and even a relationship with my deity, which is I, I serve God. Um, knowing that that's a part of me, knowing that I'm not alone in that is a great inspiration. And when I'm not connected with that, everything around me suffers. All right. What turns you off? Negative thoughts, letting the negative thoughts get, because you're going to have them. So let me just put that out there. Everyone deals with negative thoughts. But when you let them take root inside of you, that's the worst. All right. What's your favorite cuss word? Shit. All right. What sound or noise do you love? I am obsessed right now with the soap. ASMR channels. I cannot get enough of them scraping the soap off the cubes. I cannot get enough of it. I'm obsessed. So that's what sound or noise do you hate? People chewing. I hate it. All right. 
What's your favorite color? Black. What's your least favorite color? Anything bright. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Lawyer. What profession other than your own would you not like to do? Nurse. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive? Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. All right. When you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? Jesus Christ. Um, what books do you recommend my audience read? Oh, that's a hard one because I'm a heavy reader. Like I'm an I'm like an avid reader. There was this book when I was I was I do a lot. I used to do a lot of leisure reading and then I started doing like all of the heavy reading. But now I'm like in between. I do a little leisure reading and then I do like a lot, a little bit of heavy reading. And let me tell you, there was this book called Empty Mansions that I mm -hmm. read. I remember sitting in this restaurant enthralled by this book. Is it? It's about this woman who they found dead in her apartment who had long, long nails, long, long hair, and they thought she was a vagabond. She was a multi-millionaire. Millions, 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 and died alone in her apartment. Oh. And they did the backstory on her amazing book. It's called Empty Mansions. Go read it. And finally, where can people find you on the web? Okay. Um, definitely on Instagram. I'm on Instagram all the time at Akila Peinado. I used to be on Facebook, but not so much. But Instagram, you can hit me up, DM me. Uh, my face is always in the screen. So, yeah, there. And that's it, folks. That is Akila Peinado. Peinado. <laughs> Thank you very much, Akila. Thank you. Not a problem.
know it's a good life, so don't go waste it. Stop a second, cause I know you can taste it. Tell me what you wanna do, and then we're gonna make it happen, cause nothing can replace it. Don't need no million to have a, have a good time. All that you need is some fun to have a good life, some 